0: Welcome to the Film Sessions podcast. Today we are excited to feature Kevin Gorman. Congratulations on being a part of the SWIFT 2023 Festival. Um, I wanted to start off by asking you to just kind of tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Yeah, so I grew up in South Jersey. I just recently graduated from school at James Madison University in Virginia with a Bachelor of Science in Media Arts and Design and concentration in digital video and cinema. Um, I am a writer-director and yeah, that's it.
0: Congratulations on graduating, it's very exciting. Thank you. Um, so what kind of inspired you to first get started in filmmaking?
1: I think one of my biggest inspirations was probably like Damien Chazelle's work. I saw Whiplash when it first came out, but it wasn't until La La Land came out in like 2016, I saw it and I was so moved by it that I wanted to be able to like, give that feeling to other people. And that was a big inspiration for this film, La La Esquise, um, in terms of like, artistic passion versus like, balancing that with your love life and your extracurriculars in your life.
0: Right, right. Um, So kind of moving into like more about your film that was selected for the Student World Impact Film Festival, can you kind of tell us what it's about and then the plot of it? Yeah. And the title as well.
1: (laughs) Okay, so the title is La Doloresquise, which translates in English to The Exquisite Pain, but the title, that translation doesn't really do it justice. It's kind of the pain of wanting someone or something that you can't have. So it's about this director, Roscoe. He's from LA that comes to New York and bites at the chance to direct a Broadway play. And when he's there, he falls in love with the lead actress. And when his career starts picking up in LA, he has to kind of make that decision if he's gonna stay with the woman he loves or Um, go back to LA to make the movie of his dreams, like his big passion project that he's been working towards.
0: Very, very interesting concept, I like it. Um, Do you have a message that you hope it conveys to the audience that you hope the audience kind of picks up on as they watch it? Then
1: One of the things that I think was most interesting when writing the movie for me um, in terms of a message was the fact that it is, we ought to say like spoilers in this?
0: Yeah, if, okay, if you're yeah, comfortable that, with it, go for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, well,
1: <laughs> it is open-ended to what happens at the end of the movie and um, That was done purposely because I actually wrote a feature length script. This is just a small story, a part of a 90 page script that I've written. And what I think is really interesting about that is it kind of puts the audience in the perspective of the characters and it kind of shines a mirror on them and asks them, well, are you a cynic or are you a romantic? If you're a romantic, he stays in New York with the woman he loves. But you might be a cynic and say, well, I think he should go and pursue his passion and go back to LA. So I think that was really something I was looking to do. And I tried to leave little clues to both, even though I know there's a definitive answer in my head on what he ends up doing. um, I really liked hearing people's interpretations of how they perceived roscoe's choices throughout so that's kind of one of the main messages i was looking to and it was also just about like the what are the costs of being great like how much you have to sacrifice to do what you love or to get what you love and that's what the title is all about um it's the pain of wanting someone or something that you can't have because in this case he can't have both
0: right now that's super interesting how Sometimes like the audience interprets your film and it's so interesting because you always have like a way that you interpret it and then to hear what they say is crazy.
1: Yeah, I think it's so interesting seeing your film through like the audience's eyes because you're I worked on this project. I started writing it in May of 2021 and I finished it in December. And you're so caught up in post-production and shooting and writing it that you become like not numb to it, but you're just so involved in it. So then when you see people pick up on things you were adding along the way or different interpretations that you never even thought of, or I just loved hearing people's reasoning for why he stayed or why he went. um, It's so interesting. And I think that's one of the things I love about film, just like having people be able to have conversation. Like, I want people to be able to talk about this film.
0: No, I couldn't agree more. No. That's, yeah, that's, it's always so interesting to hear everyone. Cause you're right. Like, as you kind of work on it, you start to like, just get so involved that you almost forget and then.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, can you kind of walk us through the process of making your film and what it was like on set and then just kind of your role that you've had in making the film?
1: Yes. So for this film, I was the executive producer, writer and director. And how it started off was in January of 2021, I started writing this feature-length script for this big idea that tracks Roscoe's journey all the way from L.A. to when he makes the move to New York and things start building up between him and Victoria all the way until his final decision point. And then there's 20 pages after he makes his uh, final decision. And I wanted to kind of take a little section of it and put that on display. I was really inspired by like Damien Chazelle's Whiplash short film. I mentioned him earlier, but like when he took a little scene and made that as kind of like a proof of concept, I wanted to do a similar thing with my film and so i took the scene where he kind of has to make his big decision leading up to that and i wrote 29 pages for it we had five days to shoot because uh scheduling conflicts so five days to shoot uh 29 pages which was definitely a lot um we had a budget of 425 dollars and then Yeah, we got it done in five days, which was remarkable. And then we were in post-production from August to December. So it definitely took a lot to make it work because one of the things I wanted to do was kind of incorporate a lot of like fluid movements into it and I didn't use a lot of cuts to kind of bring that like theatrical element to it, almost like Birdman does. So especially in their fight scene, it's a six minute fight scene and there's three cuts in it. So um, that was like a purposeful choice to kind of like leave the audience in um, in that space with the characters and not give them that escape. But yeah, we edited it till December and then we released it to the world. And we did like a short premiere. And then I think it, uh, its official premiere on YouTube was in March of
0: 2022. Amazing, so is there um, a specific like YouTube channel name where the audience would be able to find the film just so?
1: Yeah, you um, so you can look up Kevin Gorman and then the title of the film La Dior Uh There should be two films up. I actually just released uh, my last film called Trivial. I released that on May, Ninth of this year so pretty recently um so there's two films up so if you enjoy this one feel free to check out the next one.
0: Oh, congratulations on that it was thank you else. um kind of moving back into your work um on uh, this film do you have like a favorite memory on set or something that you always remember is like a good moment while you were working through things and you guys only had five days to shoot so it must have been stressful but you have any yeah.
1: good, really good moments? <laughs> um, I have to think. It was it was definitely hectic all the time. But I remember the fight scene was the fourth day of shooting, towards the end of the day. And since I was filming in um, long takes is a six minute take. So I had it, I had done all the choreography myself and the blocking and staging of the camera to make sure it's all meticulously planned out um, for the composition. And we we kept doing it and we'd get to like five minute, 30 seconds, we were so close and then it would be like a flub line. Um, and we ran it back and I think it was the third take we got it and that's the one that's in the film. And yeah, I was just like standing behind the camera in all of um, Aaron Bickford who plays Roscoe and Sarah LaPree who's Victoria. I was just in all of their performance and it's just amazing to see your characters elevated and be able to be like brought to life. So that was the first moment that they really felt alive to me. I've really felt like in that world
0: that's awesome wow it's always it's always a great moment when you're like this is actually happening it goes from an yeah. idea to the film um do um i know that you talked about how you just released your other film on youtube but do you have any plans to make more in the future or yeah. are you going to kind of take a break <laughs> um
1: i want to get back into it as soon as possible i know i had one just come out about a month ago but I have plans to write more and direct more. Um, I'm always looking for stuff. So yeah, I think writing the uh, feature film for La Dolores is like something that's been on my list for a while that I've gone back and forth on, but um, that's something I'm currently working on. Um, starting to put together a new short film. Um, but yeah, I'm hoping to be able to sell the feature script or be able to even direct it one day.
0: Well, best of luck with all of that. Um, that's so cool how you kind of like, you crafted the short film, now you kind of have to build something around it. Make yeah. that is very cool. Thank you. Um, So I know I asked about YouTube, but do you have any other social media handles that the audience might be able to find you on that you're comfortable sharing with them?
1: Yeah, of course. So um, Instagram, uh, Kevin G2, it's pretty simple. Um, Pretty much everything is on there. I have a link tree that has all my other stuff. If you wanna follow me on um, LinkedIn, Letterboxd, all that stuff is attached. So I run a lot of my stuff through my Instagram It has all my YouTube links on there. So if you want to check out Trivial on YouTube, um, yeah, just check out my Instagram, Kevin G too.
0: Amazing, thank you. No, of um, I know we talked a lot about kind of Whiplash, which is excellent choice, um, great film. Do you have any other like movies or directors um, that have also inspired your work or if you wanted to expand on with Flash even?
1: Yeah, um, so I mentioned Damien Chazelle already so I'm not going to keep going on about that. I think the films of uh, Jacques Demy um, were really inspiring for me, especially like Umbrellas of Cherbourg which has a similar premise, um, was really great. And Young Girls of Rochford um, was another great one. Uh, Noah Baumbach's directing in Marriage Story was really important to me. And the way he crafts a fight scene and the way he crafts tension is just like none other. And I think it's beautiful. Um, Also a lot of stuff from the before trilogy, like before Sunrise Richard Linklater, I think all those long takes, he's he's the master of it. Um, so like just him being able to like hold conversation and keep it interesting and move the camera so fluidly it's just so beautiful and it's always movement.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, excellent, excellent places. Long takes are so like crazy hard. So the fact that you attempted those in your film, and it's just amazing to me. Yeah, thank you. Um so my last question is just kind of if you have any piece of advice that you that you would give any student filmmakers out there, somebody who's maybe like just starting to like direct or produce, just any advice that you could give them.
1: Write and direct something that's really close to your heart. Like When I think back to La Dolores Keys and I think back to Trivial, they're like my babies and I love them so much and they're so dear to my heart. And just make something that's so personal to you. And that was definitely my approach and how I approach film, because when you're a director, you have to have all the answers on set. And I always found it was easy when the actors were asking me something about Roscoe and Victoria, because I felt like I knew them there. There's so many pieces of me scattered throughout. But also, they were kind of like, long lost friends or relatives. And so just make something that's personal to you. And be yourself like really try to find your voice and if you put yourself in it that's kind of what people want to see like as much as i talk about damien chazelle or people look up to like martin scorsese or spielberg like we don't need another spielberg we don't need another scorsese we need new voices we need to hear your voice and we want to hear your personal stories so that's kind of my advice just do your own thing and kind of find what works for you
0: Thank you so much for sharing that. That's a great piece of advice. Couldn't be yeah, so of of Thank you.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so that would conclude our interview. Thank you again, Kevin Gorman, for being on the Film Sessions podcast today. It was wonderful having you, and congratulations again on being selected for the Swift Festival.
1: Yeah, thank you for having me.